All right. I feel like I said all right last time. You um, might have. I think I did. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about mental illness. Hey, wait, hold on. What? I'm Seth, and you are? <laughs> I'm Thea Johnson. I'm Seth Harrington. And today... Good God. <laughs> today we're going to talk about mental illness. I'm assuming that if you're listening to this one, you've listened to the first one, because <laughs> if you've found us, you probably know us. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> um, we could do several episodes on mental illness, so today we're just going to go over our personal experiences with mm. it, um, with our own brains. I mean, there are, there are plenty of experiences we could get into with other people's mental illnesses, but... That's true. I think we'll just, we'll just stick with ours tonight, <laughs> today. Yeah. So. And then do other episodes um, that have more research or are kind of more about how society interacts with mental illness and fitting in with your community and those kind of things. Yeah, but that's a... Those are separate ones. That's a different day. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll start. Yeah. Um, so last time I talked about, or I just briefly mentioned, I mm. guess, that, um, I've dealt with, um, anxiety and depression. Um, like I've gone to a psychiatrist and gotten both of those diagnoses. Um, but that, I... I didn't go to a psychiatrist until about two years ago. So, <laughs> before that, <laughs> long, long before that, um, <clears throat> I was a pretty happy-go-lucky kid. Um, life was not perfect, and I grew up poor, but I, my family was everything, so it was pretty, you know, it wasn't hard. Um, and then when, um, I hit, like, 11, 12, 13, mm -hmm. um, there's enough going on in your stupid body. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there was that. <clears throat> um, but that's really when my family began to deteriorate, um, Oh god, I'm gonna keep saying um. That I'm <laughs> listening to it the last time. I was like, I said um so many times. I'm gonna try. Uh, <laughs> 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 so uh, like twelve, thirteen, family deteriorating. By I think I was fourteen. My parents got divorced, but before that, it was you know my parents had been separated. Um, I found out my dad was an alcoholic, um, he had been recovered for, like, 20 years, but relapsed mm. after that mm. in the stress of what was going on, um, and <laughs> there's a lot that we can go into with that on later episodes with religion, because... <laughs> That's a few episodes. The downfall of my family. <coughs> um, there I am doing it again. 
I'm just not gonna call attention to it because it's 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 part of your speech pattern. <laughs> it is. It really is. Just in conversation, talking to mm-hmm. people, and now I'm self aware of it, and I hate it. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> So my parents got divorced when I was, I think, 14. Mm-hmm. I think it was 8th grade. Yeah, something like that. Mm. And I had a really great support system in friends. Uh, I was going to church. So I was really involved in youth group. And youth group was a toxic cesspool. But there were two, <laughs> two specific leaders that kind of took me under their wing and mm. like I hung out with them all the time and they just treated me like any other friend or person and it was probably one of the biggest things that saved me because mm. that's when it started of like I don't want to be here anymore because my world has just been flopped upside down and right life as you know it had ended so yeah and being from a very conservative fundamentalist Christian community, like you did not get divorced. Mm-hmm. And if you had parents who were divorced, you're like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Must not have been good Christians. And <sighs> so, and just like to my mom had always said things like, you know, that'll never happen to us and blah, 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 blah. So just all those adolescent expectations of my family is perfect and I love them and it's always going to go on as as it is forever and ever. (laughs) Nope. Um, Disillusionment. Yeah. (laughs) And then my dad very quickly just got farther and farther away, like literally physically Mm. in where he lived. Uh, He would move like every year a little bit farther away. Yeah. Um, and that's when my mom's mental health took a huge dive. And so when you are in a household like that, it, it almost feels like the, the house takes on mm. this illness or unwellness of, right. Yeah. It, this place is just wrapped in something now that it's soul sucking. Um, so, but I, I still had things to look forward to or expectations to meet, I should say. (laughs) Um, yeah, my, my mom was very vocal about her upset in her side of the divorce so I was always very involved in those conversations which were very adult and I was 14 and at the time I thought yeah of course I'm having these conversations because I'm a big girl but looking back it was like um you should never have said those things to me yep (laughs) um so you know I survived muddled through until I think my I went to the community college in our city, mm-hmm. and the first year, um, anxiety at that point in my life was the driving force of everything, motivation, anything. It was like, 
why am I a good student? It's because the thought of getting thing, getting anything less than a 4.0 and an A is devastating and I need to be at the door of that classroom 30 minutes early every single time mm -hmm. so that I don't have to walk in late. Um, yep. I, in college, in that first year, you would not hear a peep out of me <laughs> in a classroom. Like, oh boy. If I was asked to speak, it was like my jaw would literally lock up and like physically <clears throat> it was impossible. And just like having to interact with professors and stuff too. It's like, Haha, no yeah. way. So, I... <laughs> You know those little, like, I took psychology my first year, I think it was my second semester, mm -hmm. and so when you're in an intro to psych class, it's very much like introspective, and it's yeah. the first time I took the Myers-Briggs personality test, and mm -hmm. I think at that point I was like a INTJ or something. Is not what I am now. Which is not what you are now. <laughs> it was like 1,000% thinker and I had no feeling in my body like that had just been beaten out of me for my entire childhood and anxiety ruled so when you live under the reign of fear it's you think you're you know a logician and thinking th through everything because you're thinking of every possible scenario what could go wrong right and what you would do in those situations, all of that. Which so. is why my first Myers-Briggs personality thing was INTJ. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> For here, years. Here, anxiety type. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in that kind of studying more introspection, and <clears throat> it was the first time, too, where I was out from under my family. I was homeschooled from, there's a bit of information. Yeah. I was homeschooled by my mother from fourth grade to fourth through eighth grade. And then I went to a charter school ninth through graduation. And I graduated as a junior. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even have a full four years of high school. Um, and I was at home still. I was, I just did work independently. It was independent study. Um, so it was the first time that I was out from under my family culture to where I was like having to think critically, um, in all of these areas. Mm, and right. I took, uh, two semesters of Bible, um, I did Old Testament and New Testament with a professor that I adored. I remember that. And he was, he opened so many doors for me just in, he's the reason why I'm at where I'm at today, um, which just reinforces my mother's opinion that if you go to college, <laughs> you turn into a liberal puppet. The exigence of the heresy. <laughs> yeah. His yeah. education. Yeah. <laughs> I am a heretic now. Uh, he was a Presbyterian priest. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> or pastor, whatever they call him. I don't know. 
so with all of that introspection and like coming to know myself for the first time really mm. I was able to deal with a lot of anxiety and kind of stymie that and work through that but when your only motivation has been anxiety for so long and you work on that anxiety and it's no longer there it's like okay now crash there's nothing to live for there's nothing if if you're not afraid of something and that's the only thing that's pushing you might as well just fucking die right there because what there was that's the only thing that was pushing me forward was the fear of what would happen if I stopped doing, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't go to college, you won't get a good job, you won't blah, blah, blah. I mean, when you're not afraid of that anymore, you're like, I'm just gonna... I have no more reasons. away <laughs> now. Yeah. So, <laughs> my third year of COS, I went for three years. Of community college so my third year yeah right. was a lot of missed classes <laughs> a lot of I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life I'm gonna have to transfer because a four-year degree is what is expected of me yeah um and the easiest option is just gonna be go, gonna be Fresno State right so why yeah it's like the safety school of our area. Yeah. Is... Or just the... I mean, I get... Sometimes it's the most practical if you right. have to. It's the go-to. Yeah. I should have said it If that you way. have to <clears throat> save money or mm-hmm. anything like that. But then... <laughs> Catherine, my other best friend... Uh, <laughs> she wanted to major in nutrition... And there are, like, three universities or CSUs in the state mm-hmm. that have nutrition and dietetics as a major. Fresno was one of them, but she was like, nah, Fresno, she hates my... Yeah, she hates my Celia. And <laughs> Join us. <laughs> Free us from this hellhole. A murderer. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> So she was pushing for Long Beach, mm-hmm. and I was just like, we had wanted to go to college together, so even if we did go to Fresno, we could maybe live together and make it feasible to not live at home. Mm. And I had a, a little fund that my great-grandfather had started when I was born, and so I had a little bit of money to work with so I could make Long Beach work if I really pinched pennies and stuff. So, we decided on Long Beach, and we moved there, and so did you. (laughs) (laughs) So did I. that's who we are. (laughs) Which is funny, because I had come to that conclusion on my own, and then talked with you and Catherine, and we're like, yeah, that's the place that we're landing on. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. So. so. <laughs> All three of us went. Yeah. So Catherine and I lived together in a little 450 square foot apartment. Oh my gosh. Which was great and awful, you know, 
it, we both had our little twin beds on either side of the <laughs> one room studio. Um, and I immediately just missed home so much. And it was a really stressful thing for me mm-hmm. transitioning. Yeah. Oh, it was rough to <laughs> watch, guys. It was rough to watch. <laughs> it, yeah, it was. Because at that point, my family was still everything. My mom was like the one that I wanted to make happy in life and <clears throat> I wanted to heal her mm-hmm. and I wanted to fulfill all of the expectations that were in place. Mm. <laughs> and my, my mom and I have always butted heads and not had a super smooth relationship. Mm. <laughs> I can be very confrontational (laughs) (laughs) with certain people Mm. and so when I was moving and had decided to move and like leading up to that our relationship was really different because she was like for the first time showing some appreciation of me and like saying things like I love you which did not happen and uh, just like that we'll miss you just like uh, really because <laughs> as far as I know I'm the devil in this house and it was just very much a household of strife and so that was that kind of switched when I was leaving mm. and everything was happier and so I that made me miss home even more I wanted to visit every other week if I could we only did like once a month but Mm. um and I had all of these expectations of now my mom is kind of gonna treat me you know (laughs) like a real person (laughs) and we can have this relationship and it's gonna be good and every time I would go home there would be some blow up yep and I would just be devastated and go back to Long Beach and not know what to do. Mm. So that was two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so in that process, I just had to do a lot of unpacking with morning expectations of relationship with my mom and yeah. all of that stuff. <laughs> so I just... It, it got bad. The anxiety of a new place, Long Beach being a big, big city, um, which <laughs> our hometown is not big, very mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. in comparison. Mm-hmm. And so it ramped up my anxiety again. And... I was living with Catherine, who doesn't have any mental illnesses, so she, you know, was enjoying herself. She would, she did really well in school. <laughs> she yeah. could <clears throat> basically function, and mm-hmm. I was just there in a 450 square foot room comparing myself all the time. 
Yeah. Um, because I couldn't function, and I... Oh, something that's interesting, too, which I don't even really think about now, but it played a huge part, was um, I... Until maybe, like, last year, I would never leave the house without a full face of makeup. Mm, right. Like, mm-hmm. And, like, full face. <laughs> I at least had my heavy coverage foundation on because mm-hmm. I had had, I've had bad skin, you know, since I was, like, 10. But <laughs> it was a huge issue for me personally and... I cared so much about what, how other people viewed me. That was part of my anxiety all of the time mm-hmm. was being out in public with other people, um, how they viewed me, what I looked like. Yeah. Um, and so if I didn't have the energy, I would, <laughs> I would wake up for school and sometimes I would just have to think about the process the at least hour process that I was going to have to go through to shower, do my makeup, pick out clothes, and then then go to class and sit through a class that I was probably going to fall asleep in. (laughs) And it was just, like, the most daunting task in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But some... it, It even got a step past that where it was I got a little bit agoraphobic where I even if I had the gumption to get up get ready I would get to our apartment door and not be able to go yeah and and that was like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) you just spent an hour getting ready which you hate (laughs) and now you're not even gonna make it worth it what's the um what's you go i walked to school because we only lived like i don't know a mile and a half away so Mm -hmm. it took like a half an hour or maybe 20 minutes to walk there and you know i walked the same way every day what's gonna happen i mean i did get it was (laughs) you prop you on the way it was an interesting you would pass like the veterans hospital and a little homeless row. <laughs> so there was like a lot of catcalling and just rude, mean people. So there was that. But even it was, it was still like, yeah. you've done this a right. thousand times. Right. Um, so that made me like super just felt like I was going crazy and there was something wrong with me and something needs to change and um <sighs> uh, and then in the second year that we were in Long Beach I met someone on uh, line mm-hmm, right and he was super cute and Australian (laughs) and and we were into each other and he was visiting and I was like yeah come 
come visit. Wow, wild. I forgot about all of that. Right? Because he's so not a part of anything now. But Mm -hmm. he was a big part of sort of of my life because Mm -hmm. we would talk every day. Mm -hmm. And he came and visited and we got along instantly. Mm -hmm. Super well um, under the guise of friendship. (laughs) 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 Um, But he struggled deeply with mental illness, depression, suicidal ideation, mm-hmm. had attempted several times. Um, so, it, it didn't make things worse, but it just lent itself to that feeling of helplessness of, um, some people feel like nobody is like this. Like, I'm the only one. Mm. I was always the opposite. I was like, why is everyone like this? <laughs> right. And if everyone's just like this, how come some people can can function and I can't? Mm-hmm. And why can't I cope like everybody else does? Right. But Absolutely. it was also like, why... <laughs> why is this so hard? Why is life so hard? Is every part of my life going to be touched by mental illness? Because cognitively, I know <laughs> not everyone does right. have a mental illness or struggle with depression or anything like that. Right. But then it was like it turned the relationship turned more romantic, and he visited again, and it was very innocent. But still, like, we started saying I love you, and it was like, okay. Oh, I had (laughs) so much information, (laughs) and I'm just assuming people know. I had never, ever dated anyone. I had never... I had sort of been on a date and sort of had one person interested. Don't start laughing. Sort of had one person interested. And I had sort of reciprocated for like the first couple weeks. And then it was like, oh, no, 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 no. It clarified a lot. (laughs) Um, So that had never really happened for me. And he was my first kiss. And so it was like, okay, now I've experienced this thing. And he's on the other side of the flipping globe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he wants to die at all times. <laughs> um, so there's just no way that this is gonna... Yeah. <laughs> but y'all just kept investing emotions into each other. Yep, just throwing them at each other. So all of that was just a little bit um, soul-crushing and... I would just, you know, lay in bed and try to survive. I did a lot. I'm very thankful for that time, though, because I did so much processing of... I was studying psychology, too, (laughs) which was, oh boy, an existential crisis every single day. Um, when you're studying what free will is and you basically come to the conclusion that there is none, but you have to believe in it to function, <laughs> um, 
life gets crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so there were, and there were a lot of days where I was just, you know what? Oh, all I'm gonna eat today is a bag of Fritos. <laughs> If that. <laughs> I was going to say, and buy a bag of, you mean <laughs> open it and have like three. <laughs> yeah. When I moved to Long Beach, I think it was like 135 pounds. And when we moved back, I was 108. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I didn't really lose. The first year I lost like maybe 10 Wait, what did I say I was with it? 135 to 108. Oh, yeah, 135. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. I, I lost maybe 10 pounds the first year, and that was from walking to school and yeah, just eating. I, we cooked everything. Didn't have any fast food. Mm-hmm. I made it a point, like, with that shift, it was like, no fast food, no soda. Yeah. And so that obviously did that. But the second year, it was... <laughs> You know, it was not. I'm eat these three Fritos for th- these three days, and then, hey, let's go to McDonald's at one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah, and and I could physically like see myself withering away and feel on my body like. Mm-hmm. A size zero pants like hang off of me and me not having a butt whatsoever <laughs> yeah. and things like that and not and just being like maybe I will just disappear one day maybe I will just not mm. the you know why sustain myself right because I just don't want to exist right now and it was never like I didn't have any really suicidal ideation where it was like I'm gonna go step in front of a bus and or I'm gonna go buy pills no like plan Mm -hmm. or anything but it was definitely I don't want to exist right now and the thought of taking care of myself let alone anyone else is Mm -hmm. more than and so that case would basically anyone can ask of me not you taking action, but inaction is kind of what would decide your fate, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and of course, suicidal thoughts are not ideation. But, right. But when walking to school and crossing the street, I'm like, I'm just going to stand a little too close to this bus <laughs> right here. <laughs> <And> just, <clears throat> mm, that's yeah. a lot of traffic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, it was rough. And then we graduated and moved home, which was another passel of yeah issues and problems. Yeah. But the big thing was in, I want to say March of 2016, is that when we graduated? Yeah. 2016 mm-hmm. is when I went to a psychiatrist. Oh, and, mm, that's right. Right, right. Um, got a prescription for sertraline, uh, Zoloft. Mm-hmm. And that was like, oh, life changing. I have some willpower back. It was more like I. I was given the 
physical ability back. Mm. Because, you know, saying that I had processed a lot of stuff in there Mm. in that time, um, I was really good at talking myself through things, um, talking myself through panic attacks, or Mm. um, having a perspective that was hopeful or (laughs) or knowing why hopeful perspectives are helpful (laughs) (laughs) um so it really it just gave me the physical willpower and Hmm. an appetite (laughs) was a huge (laughs) thing um (coughs) so then coming home and not having a job for a year mm-hmm. that was rough because you don't have a job and you <laughs> don't have anything to do you don't have expectations of school and a dwindling bank account and mm-hmm. which actually came to a period of our friendship that I cherish, but we can talk about <laughs> that in a separate thing. Yeah. Or in your, when you go into your stuff, but yeah. 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 That's about it. And where I'm at now, I've, I've upped my dosage over the last, I think, year. Um, and I'm pretty steady there. Uh, and now I have a job. I've had a job since March of 2017, mm-hmm. which changes everything. Yeah. Yeah, almost a year, because I have <laughs> something to do every day. Mm-hmm. When you have nothing to do, it's, and it's just you and your head, and no purpose, mm-hmm. and no task in front of you, it's... I can't even describe. <laughs> you could write essays <laughs> How pathetic about it is. yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Cuz I would and I don't I don't know why sleep patterns do this with depression, but mm. it just goes on this cycle of you you stay up for two more hours and you sleep in two hours later and then and it keeps going every <laughs> night. Two AM, then it's four AM, then six AM mm-hmm. and right. eight AM and eventually you get back to a right time, but then it keeps going. <laughs> it keeps and going. you're still sleeping like I would sleep eighteen hours a day. Mm-hmm. You would <laughs> <laughs> And in college, that was very much my escape of, I can't deal with the world or emotions or expectations of me, so I'm just gonna black out for the next, not black out with, like, alcohol. I hadn't, I didn't take a drink of alcohol. Until January 2016. Yeah. That was a year of firsts. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So... Um, so we're in the middle of recording, but I had a quick thought. Um, you did anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a good podcast episode and we could do a second one that's mostly just bipolar. Oh, yeah. Of... Yeah. And then 
And then we can do a separate one that's autism spectrum. Yeah, and so people kind of know the specific type of (laughs) (laughs) because it's a huge umbrella of terms we're not oh absolutely we have no personal experience with schizophrenia or right um bpd or um personality (laughs) disorders (laughs) the other hundreds that exist yeah so yeah that's good that's (laughs) Me, anxiety and depression, so... Which I also have, but I feel like my more overwhelming... Well, the anxiety and depression, that's pretty much a comorbidity. Not even a right. comorbidity, because that implies that it is separate unto itself. It's just, like, those symptoms are encapsulated in yes bipolar disorder, because yeah. you have the depressive side. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, um, this is... <laughs> Uh, anxiety and depression <clears throat> with Thea. <laughs> with Thea, and uh, next, I guess we yeah, will do we'll bipolar with Seth. Bipolar, <laughs> yay! I, so, yep. I mean, my yep. uh, bye, bye, <laughs> <laughs> bye, guys.